0: hey everyone what's up welcome in to another episode of real sports talk by Niraj. everybody's doing well it is Friday January 8 the weekend is right upon us and you know big weekend in sports with the NFL playoffs uh, more NBA stuff which I haven't talked about as much but you know it's early we're seeing some promising things from a lot of teams kind of early to make an assessment on these teams but I'll get into that in a little bit next week, probably. I'm gonna do my second preview on NFL Super Wildcard Weekend. Talk about the Sunday games that will be taking place. Uh, The Baltimore Ravens, Tennessee Titans, Chicago Bears, New Orleans Saints, and the Cleveland Browns, the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I'll start off with the best game, I think, of the Sunday slate, and that would be the Baltimore Ravens at the Tennessee Titans now, this is a huge game for both teams obviously we know what's at stake for both clubs as both are aspiring to get back to Super Bowl days and make it a postseason run now for Tennessee they were there in the AFC championship game last year had played pretty well in the first half second half totally different story and we know that Baltimore's great season came to an end at the hands of the Tennessee Titans and Derrick Hendry. So Baltimore is out for revenge. Um, and this is the kind of game that we are hoping to see in which both teams go all out, give us another great matchup like they had uh, prior this season. So let's look at a couple of things here. Mike, you know, you got Mike Vrabel and John Harbaugh going at it. These two, obviously are two of the best Brabel has proven to be an excellent coach thus far in his nfl coaching career harbaugh has been really good at adapting to the game from the joe flacco days of winning super bowl to a team like this which was built around lamar jackson and a defense that hopes to make a statement this week uh, these two are pretty much tested they've been in many playoff games so both, go, both coaches are know, you know each other kind of well to a certain point, and we're hoping to see some good game, good game action from these two clubs. Now, the things to watch out for in this game, obviously, the players to really watch out for, and that will be featured in this contest. You look at it, you know, you got Derrick Henry, Lamar Jackson, AJ Brown, Marquise Brown. These four are going to be crucial in this game. Um, all will really had to step it up and play well and like i said last year the postseason tennessee went to baltimore uh what a huge game derek henry had on the ground he had a huge game on the running ground and Tannehill actually had a couple of touchdown passes in the game which really enabled the tennessee titans to win that game And which they got ahead um, and kept the lead and you know, pretty much played ball control and Baltimore never really recovered from that. So, this game is all about, you know, what Baltimore really learned from last year. What kind of game plan they'll have this time around in attacking this Tennessee's defense. Which, at this time of the year, Tennessee's defense was playing much better. They are playing much better. Um, so, they're a little bit in the middle of the pack. So, Baltimore is going to have maybe more success possibly against them. But, it's all about how do they finish in this game so let's look at it you know both teams did play each other in week 10 i believe in which the tennessee titans beat the baltimore ravens 30-24 to and that game was a game in which baltimore led you know they led tennessee but tennessee came back and then derrick henry had that go-ahead game-winning touchdown um in overtime to clinch the victory for baltimore or sorry for tennessee so you know the ravens are obviously going up against the best running back in football and derrick henry uh derrick henry has been playing lights out um uh, these last two to four weeks of the season and there's no doubt that he is going to bring his energy and his style of play once again to this game and so you know in the off season baltimore made a lot of you know defensive uh, additions to fortify that running defense they are going to be put to the test and they have to show up and do a good job of this game so I'm gonna go over three keys for the Tennessee Titans to win this game number one Derek Henry has to be the dominant back that he has been all season long his playing style and production will keep 10 Hill and this defense in good condition for this game. So if Tannehill is able to—sorry, uh, if Derrick Henry is able to play well in this game, get a lot of touches early on, be able to have success on the ground, then it's gonna open up a lot of things for Tannehill in the passing game. And that defense will obviously be off the field more so and be able to be fresh and make plays on Lamar Jackson. So Derrick Henry sets the tone. He is the catalyst for the Tennessee Titans offense. If he has it going and they feed him the ball often their chances of victory are huge number two key I say on the outside I think AJ Brown and Corey Davis need to be uh, consistent in terms of on the same page with Tannehill Tannehill have to get the ball to them with accuracy they do have a chance to stretch the Ravens defense on the outside in the middle of the field so it's crucial that these two wide receivers, especially Corey Davis, who may or may not uh, be extended after the season, you know they need to make sure that the that they get open, uh, show up and play well, uh, because you know Baltimore is going to try to uh, you know stuff the stuff the you know stuff the run. They're going to try to stack the box against Derrick Henry, forcing Tannehill to throw the football and AJ Brown. Corey Davis and the other Tennessee wide receivers and positional groups need to step up and make plays on the outside um, because that's what Baltimore is going to try to do in this game. Um, We're having a different scheming game plan this time around. And number three, I would say that Tennessee's defense needs to limit Lamar Jackson. They need to pressure him, uh, keep him in the pocket. That is the biggest thing. Keeping Lamar Jackson in the pocket, not letting him get those running lanes. Now, Tennessee did a good job of that last year in last year's playoff game. It remains to be seen that they can do the same thing in this game. Um, Now, obviously, Tennessee, you know, they haven't been able to rush the quarterback as well. um, So they're going to have to do that in a little bit better of a spot this time around. But... They need to force Lamar Jackson to beat them with, with his arm. That's the whole thing we want to see Lamar Jackson do, is be able to be a good passer. Um, so they can contain him, limit his rushing attempts, make them go on long play drives. Sell them for, make, making, if they make Baltimore sell for field goals, it's a huge win for Tennessee's defense. So it's all about long play drives. Tennessee has to force. And they need to force the Ravens into, into mistakes overall um, to have a chance in this game. So, the game plan for Tennessee has to be to limit him as much as possible, not let him get outside the number and extend the plays, and try to keep Lamar Jackson in front of them as much as possible, I would say. Uh, now, looking at it for the Baltimore Ravens side of things, their three keys to a victory. Number one, Lamar Jackson, like I mentioned before in yesterday's episode, and I think the day before yesterday. The day before yesterday Lamar Jackson has to deliver in this game. He has been one of the best young quarterbacks we've seen so far in the game. He has definitely changed the way we, we view the quarterback position in terms of like mobility and can you pass and run. He needs to deliver in this game. His ability to get the ball down the field and accuracy and key uh, will be key in this game for the Ravens. They have to get the ball down the field against Tennessee. Tennessee is gonna want Lamar Jackson to do that, and he needs to step up and have a big game. He didn't play so well in those playoff games. That he's, you know, he's, you know, his first two playoff games. He's got to come out, take his time, push the ball down the field, trust his playmakers, make plays down the field, so that Tennessee's defense has to respect the pass because they're gonna to try to stuff the line of scrimmage, try to contain Derrick Henry. Uh, sorry, I'm flipping things around. Um, Tennessee is going to try to make sure they take away the Baltimore running game by you know with J.K. Dobbins. Um, so Jackson has to be good in play action, uh, especially on key situations. I think getting off to a you know getting off to a fast start is a key for Lamar Jackson. Getting off to a slow start will not do him well in this game. He needs to play with with his pace, his style. And the Baltimore offense needs to get points on the board early and often in this game. Number two, the Ravens um, need to be efficient. I would say um, in third down situations in the running game. I think if this game gets close, and last time they made Week Ten, the game was getting close. You know, the Ravens went away from running the football as much, so. On early third down situations in this game has got to be an emphasis of you know make sure that they convert these third downs field goals is not gonna get them a victory in this game they're gonna have to be aggressive at some point so they have to be organized and prepared for those crunch time close-down situations in this game I think many times Baltimore over the course of this season has started out fast and then as the game gets tight they're not able to come up those third downs, which gives the other team an opportunity to, you know, mount a comeback. And number three, the biggest key off of the Ravens, that defense needs to make a statement. They need to slow down Derrick Hendry, force Tanhill through throw the football, see what he can do against their secondary. Um, because, you know, if they let Henry run, you know, wild over them again, then they won't, you know, they'll be on the field way too long. And that will lead to the Ravens defense getting a lot of points. They need to get Tennessee off the field early and often. Force Tannehill to third down in long situations. And make them pass the football. Uh, And definitely tackling has to be a better thing in this game for the Baltimore defense as well. And I think they will find a way to do that much better than than they did uh, in the prior two games they played Tennessee. So with that all, with all that being said, I think that the Baltimore Ravens are going to, uh, you know, win this game. I'm going with the Baltimore Ravens. I think that you know they've played obviously good football the last three to four weeks of the season. They are playing their best ball. Um, Tennessee's defense has shown an ability to give up points. And I think Lamar Jackson is motivated, ready for this moment. I think he will deliver. I hope he delivers. Because I think the Baltimore Ravens are an exciting team. Um, I think they will uh, play well early. I expect this game to be close. um, But I think that the Ravens, having Justin Tucker on their side i think late in this game i think he'll make a couple of good field goals maybe this game will co- will be close i think it will be close a close game but i think baltimore is gonna find a way um to pace this game to have control of this game i think it'll go back and forth in the first half i think in the second half i think baltimore finds a way and breaks through and i think justin tucker will definitely put them ahead by a couple of points Um, and Lamar Jackson will make a couple of plays uh, not giving the ball back to Tannehill late in this game and I think Baltimore will go ahead and advance to the next round now the next game on the Sunday slate is the Chicago Bears at the New Orleans Saints now this game could be interesting and it's only going to be interesting in terms of if the Bears defense is able to play well and show up Everybody knows the Saints are the superior team. They have the better coach, better roster. Uh, we're gonna find out if they can get it done, um, and they should get it done because this is a favorable matchup. You know, this is not the Minnesota Vikings. This is the Chicago Bears. No disrespect to Chicago Bears, they earned their way in. You know, somehow playing decent football against you know teams with a losing record, but they are in, and so Chicago deserves some respect in in, in terms of that. So, in this game, it all comes down to Drew Brees and the Saints being able to avoid having an upset in the first round. They have to get past the Chicago Bears. There's no excuses. I mean, they are getting healthy at the right time. Drew Brees, hopefully, is ready to go and primed ready to go. they need to take this game, you know, early on and and get the the lead and really just run with it, to be honest. Um, You know whole thing is that the Bears offensively may not be able to put up enough points against the Saints but the Chicago offense will be a factor in this game Um, if the Saints get ahead you know will the Chicago Bears show any fight or will they give it in you know that remains to be seen Um, so I'm gonna go over three keys for the Chicago Bears to win number one I think Mitchell Trubisky has to play out of his mind Uh, obviously we know that his time in Chicago may be coming to an end Um, and you know he's had ample opportunity to prove that he is the quarterback of the Chicago Bears for the future but he has not been consistent enough he hasn't uh, been that great over the course of his career Um, you know and so he you know he's trying to make something happen obviously this is this opportunity uh, the Bears may not pick up his fifth-year option. They might, you know, let him go or they may go on the draft again. get another quarterback. So this is a huge game for Trubisky and his future in the NFL. If he can put forth a good showing at least, then maybe he'll be considered in the offseason as a backup quarterback to, to, a, you know, to, a, to a team. Um, but he needs to be accurate in this game, not turn the ball over. The one thing Trubisky cannot do is turn the ball over in this game. If he turns the ball over in this game, Chicago's defense is not going to be able to, you know, have a have a good game plan or effort against the Saints' offense. So, Trubisky will have to use his running ability and extend plays as much as he can and just make sure that he manages the game uh, well enough to give the Bears' defense a chance to hold the Saints and keep them, you know, right in front of them. think number two, um, the Bears' defense needs to be a force in this game. They have to win the battle against the O-Lion, Khalil Mack, and that defense really need to do a good job of pressuring Drew Brees, getting his face. Now, obviously, trying to contain Alvin Kamara will be a huge challenge for them, but if they can find a way to contain um, you know, the Saints offense early, at least give the Bears a chance in this game on offensive side of the ball, with Trubisky... Maybe things can get a little bit interesting. Um, but the pressure has to be there. I think the the Bears definitely have to blitz Drew Brees um, to see, you know, to test how, you know, how he is, uh, you know, physically and, you know. And so that's their key because if they can pressure Drew Brees well enough in this game, they will make it interesting enough where the Saints may have to adjust themselves in their game plan um, so that's the key the Bears defense check pogano uh, We got to see them, sh- you know show up and, and put forth a good performance on the defensive side of the ball Because the de- defense has really carried this this team a lot. I would say this season uh, Because of inconsistent play at the quarterback position so if any chance the Bears have in this game is their defense will have to be the forefront of that and number three I think their running game has to be good all game long because if they cannot limit the Saints' possessions in this game, they will get blown out. It's a fact. So Montgomery and you know the other running back on Chicago Bears, they have to really do a good job of running the football, setting a pace for themselves. Got to keep you know keep it from from Drew Brees in that offense. That's the biggest thing for the Saints. Is being able, you know, if the Bears can just run the football on early downs in this game keep the Saints you know off the field you know if they can limit the possessions in this game um, you know that will will do big for the same uh, for the Bears as a whole now the three keys for the New Orleans Saints to win this game Drew Brees needs to be efficient uh, he needs to get the ball out quick let his supporting cast take care of the rest my estimation. Um, being accurate and having big plays is key for Drew Brees. We know that in some games since he's come back, he's been able to play well, get it going. You know, he's had a couple of interceptions here and there, but you hope that he's just really efficient, gets the ball out quick. You know, he delivers a great performance overall um, because they, they need him to play well, um, you know, often in this game. Number two, I think Alvin Kamara needs to have a big game in the running game and receiving game. Michael Thomas is coming back. Uh, hopefully he'll be healthy and ready to go. He may be able to make some impact in this game, but Kamara needs to you know, deliver in terms of what he has done all season long, both of the passing game and the running game. He needs to really be at his best. Um, if he runs the football well, that Bears defense won't be able to pressure Drew Brees as much. So if Kamara can have a big game, um, that'll be huge. He needs a lot of touches in this game. They got to feed him the football and get him on the outside um, to stretch this Bears defense and force them to tackle on the outside. And we know that Kamara can break open a lot of a lot of tackles for for a touchdown. So you know that will be important for Alvin Kamara. And number three, I think the Saints defense needs to be dominant, make a statement because you know last year where they played against Minnesota was tough, where they lost. And this Saints defense has been really, you know, a subject a lot, I would say, the last two or three years, you know, the, the all the, you know, heartbreaking playoff losses they've had. Some came on the defensive side of the ball, you know, and others were just, you know, a bad pass interference call. But this Saints defense against this Bears offense, I mean, the Saints need to make a statement, pretty much. They can, they should be able to dominate the Bears, get to Trubisky, get him, you know, get, get a lot of sacks, get... Trubisky to make mistakes Um, and on the on the cornerback side you know their their secondary just has to be a good good job of just you know not making mistakes be on the same page Um, and if they do that then the Saints defense will easily um, get them the victory in this game so I think the Saints will win this game by a couple of touchdowns in advance Uh, Drew Brees and Sean Payton you know they know that this could be their potentially last ride together could be um and i think they are going to go out and beat the chicago bears by a couple of touchdowns and they're going to win this game in advance to the, the divisional round the postseason now the final game that will be taking place on nfl super wildcard weekend is the cleveland browns the pittsburgh steelers now the browns have had a difficult week you know, it was a great joy to see the Browns finish the postseason um, and, you know, end their playoff drought. But now they're here in the postseason and, you know, the Browns have had a tough week to be honest. Um, you know, had some COVID tests early. Coach Kevin Stefanski, who has done a great job this season, will not be able to coach in this game due to testing positive, which, you know, is tough. And you wish that he could, you know, have been in this position to coach, but you know, it is what it is and you know, the Browns have been preparing, um, you know, well, you know, in terms of virtual meetings and stuff like that. So, hopefully they're ready to go in this game. I think they'll have, you know, a decent game plan against the Steelers. Now, there's also a couple of Brown players who, you know, were you know caught drag racing earlier this week. So, the Browns have been, you know, going through a bunch of stuff this week, but... You know, last day or so they've been okay in terms of preparation, and they're gonna need to be focused and ready to go. To be honest, um, in this game, they're gonna need uh, good play from their, you know, their team on both sides of the football, um, because you know, that's the only shot against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, Mike Tomlin obviously is the more Experienced coach among everybody on the field, you know, in terms of that game on Sunday. So, Mike Tomlin, you know, has been really prepping his team well over the years. They know what they have to do. Um, and he needs to get, he needs to obviously do what he does on the sideline, energize this team. They're going to be sound for this game, I believe, with, the, you know, with lots of getting rest and, you know, see the wide receivers getting some necessary, you know, work. And, excuse me. Um, you know they should be able to win this game. I think, uh, depending on how he coaches um, both sides of the ball, especially the offensive play calling. Rosselberger is under a little pressure in this game to you know to really play well. We know that he struggled in that three-game losing stretch they had earlier in the season. I think that he needs to play well early and often because the Steelers will go as far as you know he goes, and they're going to need him to play well. Um, especially if the Browns make this a game, um, then Rottenberger will need to be at his best um, early and often, I would say, in this game. So, the three keys for the Pittsburgh Steelers to win this game. Uh, Number one, I said, like I said, Ben Rottenberger has to play uh, like an elite quarterback that he is. We've seen over the years. He's got to be efficient. He's got to be efficient. Um... Got to really be good, good on his throws. Uh, he needs to allow his wide receivers to make plays for him, get the ball out quick, um, and let you know Juju Claypool, Deontay Johnson make plays in the game. I think that would be key for Ben Roethlisberger. Number two, I think Juju schuster needs to have a big game and remind us why he's the number one wide receiver. You know, obviously he is really good at a lot of things. Um, you know, on the football field, so. Juju needs to play well because if he can win the matchup against Denzel Ward and the Browns secondary then they will be able to you know really pace this game to their liking um so he needs to play well because if he plays well there's a chance that the running game may be able to feature and and get going as well and number three I think TJ Watt needs to get to Baker Mayfield he's been the best player on the Steelers with all the injuries they've had this season I think that if he's able to do that um you know, if he's able to play well early and often in this game, getting pressure on Mayfield and that Browns' o line, um, then the Steelers' defense will be, will be much better as a result. You know, as a total unit, and they'll need him to play well. They'll need him to play well um, when they need to, you know, dial up blitz and pressure. And TJ Watt, I, you know, the cast kind of he's had, I think he will deliver in a big way um, for a pick for defense so the three keys for the Cleveland Browns um, to win this game pull off the upset I think number one Baker Mayfield will have to make solid throws on third down and be accurate with his passes in the middle of the field playing a mistake free game is key for Baker Mayfield and let the game kind of come to him it's his first playoff start first playoff game he needs to just you know take it all in stride you know play with no pressure the Browns aren't expected to win this game. So, you know, it's all about Mayfield just trying to, you know, do a good job of getting the ball out, making good plays. Avoid the big mistakes in this game is the key to Baker Mayfield. Number two, I think Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt have to be dominant in the running game the way they've been all season long. If they are effective in the running game, it will allow Mayfield to play action well in this game. And we've seen the Browns do a good job of play action when they run the football well. So, Chubb and Kareem Hunt both have to be at their best. They gotta really take on the Steelers defense and try to get major runs on third downs on big play drives then they need to go on long drives against the Steelers defense to give the Browns a chance and number three the Browns defense needs to pressure Big Ben make an you know, open field tackle. Tackling is very important for the Browns in this game if they can limit the number of plays the Steelers have it'll be great Making Steelers go on long play drives is the key for the Browns because the Browns defense is new to this experience. Everything, if their defense can just kind of find a way to keep the Steelers at bay, force them to go on long play drives where they can, they really have to, you know, make play after play after play. That'll be good because a 12-play, 13-play drive, they give up a field goal or a touchdown. You know, they at least competed well enough, but they give up like touchdowns back to back or you know in a span. Then the Browns won't have a chance. So, when it's all said and done, I've really liked what I've seen from the Cleveland Browns this season. I think they've played really, really well. But without Kevin Stefanski on the sidelines, without a couple of their players, I think the Browns' inexperience is just not, you know, it's going to do the man in this game. I could be wrong, however, I'm wrong. But I just look at it, the Steelers have been prepping for this moment for a long time. You know, they had that 11 start, three losses, then they, you know, recovered from that. I think the Steelers are built. I think they are built as that team that can win this game. They should win this game because they have the better quarterback, the more experienced quarterback, the more experienced running back, um, who hopefully will play better in this game. James Conner is definitely under, under pressure to win this game. But I think the Steelers, you know, playing at home, you know, Rotzenberger being, being healthy a little bit more. I think they'll come out. I think the, the Browns will give them a fight. I would not be surprised if this game gets close in the fourth quarter. But I think the Steelers are going to find a way to deliver. Because Mike Tomlin prepares in a certain way that they will not take anything things lightly from the Cleveland Browns. They will come out full force. And I think in the fourth quarter, I think Ben Rotzenberger gets it going. They win this game um, by a touchdown. So in this segment, I want to talk about the college football national championship game that's taking place on Monday, January 11th, as far as I know, no changes to that title game. And this is it. This is the complete and culmination of the college football season. Um, What a year has been for college football, a lot of things we've seen. know over these past four to five months but we were able to have a college football season a lot of teams put forth their impressive records and victories and now we have two teams left that are standing for the for the national championship game alabama crimson tide Ohio state buckeyes it's going to be a unique matchup um, one that we haven't seen in a while the last time ohio state and clemson Sorry, Clemson, Ohio State, and Alabama ended up, you know, playing each other. I think it was in 2014 when Ohio State won. So, you know, they're meeting for the first time um, with the title on the line. Both teams with an undefeated record, and there's a whole lot of things that are going to be a must, you know, must see kind of storyline in this game. And should be hopefully an epic game, and a really good game. That's what we all can absolutely ask for. So you look at it, and you have two quarterbacks who are likely going to be, you know, top 10, top 15, top 20 draft picks in the coming NFL draft, the 2021 NFL draft. You got Mac Jones and Justin Fields, and both quarterbacks have had unique seasons. I mean, Mac Jones has really done a great job all season long of leading this alabama offense to high scoring you know points and records and passing yards and all these different accolades you know throughout the year you have justin fields who has come along as emerging as one of the best dual threat quarterbacks um that we've seen in a while and you know he's looking to make has himself a lasting impression on the, you know, on the scouts and people who who project him to be a top two, top three draft pick in the 2021 NFL Draft. Now, both quarterbacks, um, you know, have the ability to get the ball down the field. Question is which quarterback has the most impressive performance and impact. That is something that we're going to see unfold on, you know, the game itself. As both quarterbacks um, have, you know, flashed their abilities to really throw well, uh, make big plays. And we're going to see who can do that more when it's all on the line Monday night. Nick Saban um, has more, of of course, championship experience. He is one of the best coaches in college football of all time. He's played in many, you know, he's coached in many title games. In many title games. And, you know, question is now, how will he, you know, how will he fare now against a coach in Ryan Day who, you know, Ryan Day has been involved in some you know, notable action, you know, throughout his years as coach. Um, but this is a huge spot for Ryan Day and he's very innovative and I think he'll be ready. I mean, a lot of people counted him out uh, against Clemson and so... You know, Day Ryan Day is going to you know bring out ways I and mean, try to have a game plan that will you know push the Ohio State Buckeyes in the right direction to win this game. So you know, even though he doesn't have much experience, Nick Saban somewhere along the way he is going to be able to do something, um, and he will have to really coach out of his mind uh, to really beat that Nick Saban's defense and defensive coordinator couple of wide receivers to watch in this game obviously the Heisman Trophy winner Devonta Smith from Alabama who has had an impressive season I've talked about him quite a bit he is the guy for for the Crimson Tide on offense and for Ohio State Chris Alave and Jeremy Rucker are the two players for Ohio State that I have my eyes on in this game these guys have to be ready for the moment Um, they have to step up and really get it done um in this game if they want to give their respective teams a chance to win in this game. So, you know, this game, depending on you know how it goes, I mean you know both wide receivers, uh both offenses may have you know their their runs, their you know their span of like domination. So It'll be interesting because both teams will probably fit each other out in the first quarter. And then we're going to really see what's going to happen after that. So it's always a compelling story from like the, how, the, how the game starts and what adjustments are made in the second half. And so that will be really key to watch and to see how these two coaches and these teams prepare each other or you know, battle against each other in the first half. Now another storyline to really watch in this game um, is Nigel Harris versus Trey Sermon. Both running backs have been really good all season long. Um, I believe Trey Sermon, although needs to have more of an impact um, than Nigel Harris, because you know with Justin Fields kind of playing at eighty percent, eighty-five percent healthy. You know, it's really imperative that Trey Sermon uh, do a good job of um, you know running the football you know breaking those tackles getting yards after contact is very important for trey sermon in this game he has to play the way that he did against the uh, against the clemson uh, tigers sermon needs to be efficient needs to protect the football and he's really got to find a way to get those open lanes against uh, alabama and really try to run and keep um you know keep the old line going so know it'll be very important for justin fields because if tracer plays well then it will open up the passing game for justin fields in this game and i'll say that both defenses in this game have a lot to prove a lot to do in this game they may you know one of the defenses will have to make some kind of play or stop at the end of this game to get the victory so both defenses have shown really a good ability this year um in some games so They really have to do a good job and it's going to be uh, definitely a storyline to watch to see which defense really emerges and plays well uh, when it matters the most um, in this game. So with that being said, now I'm going to go into three keys for the the, um, Ohio State Buckeyes. Three keys for the Ohio State Buckeyes to win the national championship game against Alabama. Number one, Justin Fields. Like I said... He is emerging as one of those quarterbacks who's gaining traction. Uh, he has been really good since the end of last year. He's been building up to this moment, um, and you know his NFL future remains to be seen. But this is a game in which he needs to have another sensational performance. He dropped six touchdowns on Clemson, you know, in the semifinal, really getting the ball out um, with accuracy and touch and those passes. So it's all about just Justin Fields. He needs to lead the Buckeyes to points against and they have to match Alabama's style in this game. You know, if Fields has it going, then I think Ohio State can keep up with Alabama. You know, so he has to be accurate. He's got to avoid trying too hard also in this game. And what I mean by that is that, you know, he's gotta let his playmakers make plays. He cannot take unnecessary hits you know stay in the pocket too long he's got to be very decisive and, and he has to know that his availability is the biggest thing in this game for the Ohio State Buckeyes number two as I mentioned before Trey Sermon and the Ohio State rushing attack will be very important for this offense they have to be able to stay on the field have long play drives um, if they're on the field long then they will limit the possessions that Alabama and Mac Jones will have So it's all about play style and pace of this game for Ohio State. They need to have the same kind of impact and format they had against Trevor Lawrence. Run the football, keep away from Alabama, and definitely do not settle for too many field goals in this game because that will not get you done against Alabama. And number three, Ohio State's defense needs Sean Wade, their cornerback, to play big time against Devonta Smith. Devonta Smith for Alabama has been tremendous this year, catching passes and many different routes and combinations. Sean Wade needs to step up and really prove himself as a cornerback in this game. Gotta be able to limit him in some way and fashion because if they get it going to Devonta Smith early and often in this game, Ohio State won't be able to keep up. So they need their defense to do a good job of of, you know, getting Good coverage in the back secondary, let their pass rush try to get after Mac Jones and make him uncomfortable, get him off his spot. Uh, That's the best thing you can do against this offense is try to get them off their spot a little bit, but also keep them off the field. Because if you keep them off the field, and when they come back in the game, it takes time to get that rhythm in offensively. Um, So I think that's key for Ohio State. They want to win this game. Now the three keys for the Alabama Crimson Tide to win the national championship game. Number one, Mac Jones. He needs to deliver really another great performance. All season long, Mac Jones has been one of the best players, best quarterbacks in college football along with Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence. It's very important that Mac Jones brings that same energy, that same tenacity to this game, which he will. He's got to be really efficient with the football, be accurate. Um, and he's got to really trust his playmakers around him to make it happen. You know, that's the whole thing. Steve Sarkisian is going to call it a good game for Alabama. Most people um, expect that. Mac Jones needs to be able to get the ball to Devonta Smith, try to stretch this secondary of Ohio State. Um, and if he does that, it will open up the passing game and running game possibly. Number two, I think Nigel Harris needs to do well in key third down situations. Ohio State was able to really contain uh, Travis Etienne and Clemson, the running game. So I think for Alabama, Nigel Harris has been proven to be very you know, efficient runner, smart runner. He's gotta be able to get those yards in short down situations. Uh, he needs to be efficient and he needs to be able to make some plays so it will open up even more opportunities uh, for the rest of the Alabama playmakers on the field. So you know, that'll be important. But you know, Nigel Harris um, kind of falls in line with his old line. and What I mean by that is that the Ohio, uh, the sorry, not the Ohio State, the Alabama Crimson Tide's old line is going to be also a you know a point of emphasis in this game. So Nigel Harris, if he runs the football well, it'll be well, you will be good because of his high you know of his offensive line the offensive line Ohio State um, you know they will have their own thing against Alabama but I think for Mac um, you know for Mac Jones and this offense what happened in that semifinal game between you know Clemson and Ohio State was Ohio State was able to disrupt Trevor Lawrence and that all line in the second half so they weren't much of a factor in this game, I think Alabama's offensive line needs to be able to do well enough to give Nigel Harris the ability to run the football, but also to give Mac Jones the ability to extend plays and get the ball down the field. So that will be very important. O-line winning the battle of scrimmage, pass protection, pass protection for for Alabama will be key in this game. Not only the pass protection, but the running game. You know, these two things the offensive line really has to do a good job of you know, attacking and penetrating the Ohio State's defense in order to create open lanes for their quarterback and for their running back. And number three, the Alabama defense. They need to blitz, need to bring pressure on Justin Fields. Fields isn't isn't 100% healthy, but, you know, the game plan for Nick Saban has to be able to bring pressure on Justin Fields, get the ball out of his hands quick, force him to get the ball out quick, uh, and often try to get you know hits on him. They need to be physical and dominant against the Ohio State um, you know wide receiver and offensive group. They need to force turnovers. They got to force Ohio State to settle, have you know third and long situations, and let Justin Fields prove if he can win with his arm. So those are all the keys for both teams on both sides in this national championship game. And here's my prediction I personally believe that Ohio State is going to put up a really good fight in this game they do have some questions you know in terms of you know how they will you know look in terms of their offense and how they will be able to score against Alabama in some ways but I think that overall Johnson fields And Ohio State. They're going to put up a good fight. They're going to put up a good fight. I think they've been counting out a lot this season. And you know they're going up against a coach. And a team that's more experienced. And more ready for them. So I look at it. And I think that. Both teams are really going to bring out the best in each other. In the first half. I think this will be a close game. But ultimately. I believe. That. Mac Jones. I believe Mac Jones is going to have an opportunity to win this game. I think he's going have an opportunity to win this game, at, you know, in the fourth quarter. And I think that Alabama gets it done against Ohio State. I think they get it done uh, because I just don't think Ohio State can keep up with Alabama. I think there's just too much firepower. There's too much... Um, you know, experience on that side of the of the field. I think that Devonta Smith is on a mission. He's going to really attack and press against Ohio- Sean Wade in that secondary. So this game will go back and forth probably early, but I think Ohio State isn't going to be able to keep up offensively in this game. Uh, I think they're going to get behind in the fourth quarter. And I think that Alabama's defense, um, you know, will have trouble with Justin Fields in this game. But I think Mac Jones and Nigel Harris, I think this offense, you know, in the end will make some more plays, you know, against the Ohio State Buckeyes defense. And I think Alabama will be the 2020 college football national champions. So, it's going to be a great game. Can't wait to look forward to it on Monday night. Should be an epic game. I think both teams will play great, give it their all. But I think in the fourth quarter, Mac Jones makes more plays than Justin Fields. And Alabama goes home um, as national champions of the college football season.